Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Yeah, I'm, I just when I tell you, I call you right back. I call you right back. <laughs> well, geez, I'm glad I didn't go to the bathroom or anything. Like, oh, that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you need more time? No, I don't need any more time. No, I'm okay, good. good. <laughs> and were you able to do this? Like, that was so funny when I got the the message. I was like, "Why she's asking you to do what?" <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. Really well, funny, you know, stupid autocorrect. I even, you know, like, I, know. I got fat thumbs, though. I'm a thumber, and it's like, oh, my Lord. I looked out and said, oh, I got to start reading my stuff <laughs> when I send it because I'm like, what, what, what the heck was that? You're like, I'm like, what is she talking about? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Um, uh, it was quite an experience. Let's just put it that way. I had it. Only last time I was in a court was, you know, for the, uh, sentencing of, of the person who killed my wife and I haven't been in a court since and um, this is you know a divorce that's been going on now for or, or at least the divorce is final but the, the proceedings have gone on for uh, I think it's he said it's since 2009 oh, yeah. and this yeah. guy is a real he's a real he's a real character that's for sure <clears throat> so wow. we're always just there to support her because she's you know and I just <laughs> going okay I never want to get divorced <laughs> yeah, no, like, not fun. I don't want to be. I, I would never be like you know. It, it, it's just a sad. You can just tell you know knowing, knowing yeah. what I know about you know uh, personalities now and, and character uh, character types and everything. I'm like, okay, wow, this guy is really a defense man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, the thing is that no, that, that divorce it really puts you in defense. I was I was really trying hard not to be on my defense, but I had a two year divorce. We also went to court. It was really tough, and uh, I, I, I was, it was not fun. Yeah, yeah. Was, I think that that's where some some of the stress still carries. I think in my body. I think that was a. I actually had to be on a neck brace for a couple of weeks because I the level of stress totally messed up my neck. Yeah. Wow, wow, yeah, that's not good. Uh, no, it was no. not good. I just woke up. It was hurting and hurting, and then one morning I woke up and I just couldn't move, and it was excruciating pain. So I I actually went to to town and I knocked on every every chiropractor's door. I I just didn't know what to do, and I went and uh, and until some one of them saw me and I said, "Can you just do something? I don't know what, but something." And he did some gentle adjustments and put me on a brace and I said, "Don't move, <laughs> just don't move." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, I I've been there. I've been there, not to that extreme, but I've been there with the uh, with the neck braces and everything. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean uh, 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 the um, uh, the neck stiff neck, not a, not a neck brace. I've never been to that extent. Yeah, 
Yeah. No, they said you had no idea, <clears throat> but she did. He did scare me. She said, you know, you have to wear these because it, the things are so off that if you do, you know, if you force yourself and you make a bad move, you could be paralyzed. I don't know if it was true or not, but believe me, it worked. <laughs> it uh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you have to scare to get the result. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in so much pain that, believe me, I was as long as I could function. Right. I couldn't even take my daughter to school. It was hard driving. You know, yeah. I couldn't move. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Court and divorces are not necessarily fun. So. No, they're not places that you want to, situations you want to be in, that's for sure. No, not at all. So, um, how are you doing after a session yesterday? Uh, I was exhausted. I was really tired, and um, um, and I had this weird uh, right-sided uh, eye pain the rest of the night. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's subsided, but it was like, ugh. and I'm, I'm yeah. and I'm often like this after I'm, I was I was more tired today than yeah. uh, usual. Yeah. So I just think uh, it's just one of those. It's just one of those, you know situations where it is um it just wears me out yes yeah well and the other thing is that you know you have been using a ton of energy to keep your anger down and i have experienced that myself where i'm so uh, i'll share with you this one thing that um one time i I was i was like hanging out in the couch with steph and we were we were watching something and i said i'm just exhausted i said i'm so so i just want to go to sleep it was like I don't know, 7 p.m. I was like, I just, I just want to, I'm just exhausted. Like, I feel like I need to sleep now. And he did it, you know, he's always muscle testing. And he said, well, you know, I, it's totally okay if you need to sleep, but I want to tell you that the basis is, is emotional. And I said, oh, so what? What do we do about it? And he, so he, you know, he did, he did it. And we, we started tapping and he did a session with me. And uh, what came out was that I was really, super pissed at my ex, my, my daughter's dad. Mm-hmm. And I was keeping it down because I didn't want to feel it, so I was holding it down. And the moment that it came out and I just released it, a little bit like we did yesterday, man, my energy came up. It was yeah. like 11 and I was all perked up. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing now? <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens for me, you know. Sometimes yeah. if it's a longer, longer thing, it's like you get like maybe... Super tired from. I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm I'm happy to you know we'll see where it, where it goes. I know I was I saw one video from uh, Margaret and you know her you know her her definition of depression was uh, repressed anger. You know. Right. Yeah. And uh, that would makes perfect sense because if you're holding all that energy energy back and uh, and um, trying to keep the anger suppressed, then sure. I mean, that, that's going to w- knock you out and wear you out. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm, so... I'm feeling powerless sometimes, but anyway. It's, yeah, it's, no, oh, hey, absolutely. I get that. <laughs> I know the powerless feeling for sure. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right, so let's get to you now. So, um, All right. Um, right. So we got three things. We got three things on the list. Your well, one is your weight. You got cholesterol, um, which um, uh, two forty seven was your number. Yep. Yeah. I have no about. idea what it is right now. No idea. Yeah, and I'm not worried about uh, that at all. 
okay. um, and intention and stress. Well, I mean, there's there's different reasons why cholesterol can be high. Diet obviously is the main thing. Too many too much carbohydrate um, can mm-hmm. cause the uh, cholesterol numbers to go up. But just having a look at that total cholesterol um, doesn't um, does not tell us anything. So you have to look at the other numbers that go along with it. So you have to right. look at right? yeah. And then where a woman is on her cycle is important. Um, oh. if, 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 if your adrenals are really stressed out, your cholesterol will be high. Here's the thing. We, we, we're always told that cholesterol is our, is our enemy and it's no good for us. And if it gets out of control and starts fogging arteries, well, yeah, then it's, then it's a problem. But it's, right. it's, it's what all of our hormones are made from. So huh. when when we go and suppress um, uh, cholesterol, uh, we suppress all the all the body's ability to make our survival hormones, the ones that come from the uh, adrenals, and then the uh, the reproductive hormones, the ones that come from the ovaries or the testes. So uh, women are getting put on cholesterol drugs earlier and earlier in life, and that's part of the reason why there's such a big infertility issue. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the main reasons that uh, men are having testosterone issues as they get older because they're going on cholesterol-lowering drugs because they're eating too many carbohydrates, and then their numbers go down because they don't have the, the building blocks to make the uh, make the sex hormones, testosterone in this case. So lots of different reasons. So it's a shame that people just go in there and get put out these heads right off the bat. Yeah. So... Um, so let's just talk about in general what's going on going on with you. So you 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 twenty pounds roughly. When I saw you it didn't look like you needed to lose twenty pounds. So have you put more on or are you being are you being a little uh, harder on yourself? No, I did put more on. I did okay. put more on. I mean so this is this is the reality. Um at this point, like I mentioned to you, I would like to fit into the clothes that I just you know, that I bought uh, let's see, when my mom was here, when was that? Ah, anyway, like let's say three months ago. Okay. Within the last three months, I put on more weight, and I the the piece that has happened for me is that, as I mentioned to you, my my nemesis or my kryptonite is sugar, mm-hmm. and uh, I have gone from like either I have tried so many diets and so many things and restricting this and that that I feel like at this point what I've have done and is go from the from the Monastery to the orgy, you know. I either mm-hmm. restrict and they go like nothing, and or I just okay. go like fuck it all, and I'm just gonna mm-hmm. have as much as I want, and I eat it all day long, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do choose things that are not. I I don't like particular. Of course, it, I'm guessing everything is junk, but I don't go for like junk in my world, which is candy and and, you know, just crap. I love, you know, creamy things. I like ice cream. I like, you know, just, I, I like high-quality stuff. But anyway, with that said, yes, I, when I met Stefan, I was about 125 pounds. When we got married, I was at 120. That was the slimmer I've ever been in my life. Uh, I've never been thin. I've never been mm-hmm. thin. Uh, you know, I don't consider myself thin, but I was pretty small then. I was really... I mean, I was fitting into the clothes that my daughter fits in now. You know, she's, we were both sharing clothes and she was 12. Just, no, no, that's not true. She was, she was getting 12 clothes and I was fitting into like, you know, it was tight. I was very small. And now I'm 150. Okay. 
So I don't want to be back to 125 or even, you know, anywhere near that, but it would be wonderful to be even 135 or one. I mean, if we can get to 140 or, you know, 135 would be amazing. Um, so, okay. so way, the only reason that I'm weight driven, it's more like I want to, honestly, I don't want to buy more clothes and I, okay. I, you know, just, I want to feel comfortable in my body as well. I know okay. that as I'm getting older, so that's, but, but I, with that said, and I'm going <laughs> to shut up after this one, um, I I keep on remembering um, a very, very vivid memory of um, one is that when I dropped that weight, when I um, when I met Stefan, not the 2125 to 120, but I, I have been always around 135, you know, 135, top 140, but between 130 and 140, you know, I would fluctuate no matter what weight I would be, I always thought that I could lose less. I could lose more. Mm-hmm. With the exception when I was at 120. But then I would hit 125 or 128 and I would freak out. So, uh, you know, I started, my, my parents put the whole family on a diet when I was 10. So that has been the story of my life, you know. Um, so that's, I'm, I'm aware that that, would, that part, that my mind works a little bit that way and it's pretty screwed up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like no matter how much I weigh, I'm always, I'm just not fully okay with it. Um, so that's one piece. I also remember so clearly that when I lost, because when I got to 125, was when the first time that I lived on my own. I turned 40. I separated from a relationship after my divorce. I went into, my lawyer told me I went from the from the frying pan into the fire. I was in a relationship for three years. I was worse than my husband. And uh, when I finally moved and I got my own little condo, I just started dropping weight. And I, it was the first time in my life where food was not an issue. I was eating anything that I wanted, but I was eating very, very little because it was like, okay, I'm hungry, I'm eating. Um, but it wasn't a big deal. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a focus at all. So that's the two pieces that I want to share, and I'll show up. <laughs> okay. uh, let's see. So how long were you married? I was married for 10 years, and it took me uh, four years to conceive. Uh, first, my we found out that he had very low sperm count, and the ones that were alive were pretty cookie. <laughs> <laughs> so he did a treatment, and then I finally got pregnant. Okay. Um, and it so was, it was, ne- very... it was never, never your issue with the, uh, with the conceiving. No, not that it was identified. Everything on my side looked okay. perfectly fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you married. Took you four years. So four years into the marriage, you had Sophia. Uh, no, I had Sophia. No, she, we divorced when she was two and a half. So, no, we got, I got pregnant so many years into the marriage. Six and a half. Yeah I, guess, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess something like that. Yeah. Like okay. two, yeah. yeah. We were married for a few years before we started trying. Okay, gotcha. All right, so you're married for 10. You, were, uh, you got divorced when Sophia was two and a half. Yeah. We started the process, and she was four and a half by the time that we were okay. officially divorced. Yeah. Okay. And she's now 14. 14. 14. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay, so you've been uh, you've been uh, divorced for twelve years. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> All right. And when you so just to go back, just I just saw that I have the time frame. When you got divorced, uh, which was 12 years ago, that mm-hmm. was when you, for the first time in your life, you didn't really have an issue with food. No, that was actually, like, see, no, that was like nine years ago because I went to a, right after my marriage, uh, I went into a relationship that was really, really bad for three years. Ah, uh, okay. So I, from, I... I divorced at 37, I moved in on my own at 40, and that's when I started dropping weight. Okay. Um, and, uh, and it's just, you know, and I started, I started doing a lot of dancing. My, my lifestyle changed completely, mm-hmm. you know, from being more of a, being a lot more at home and a little bit more sedentary to being a lot more active. Okay. Gotcha. And... Let's see, how long are you married to Stefan? Um, we, we got married in October of 2011. So we've okay. been together for five years and married for a little less than, yeah. Okay. Four and a half. And with us, things got, everything was totally great until actually we got married. Things got a little rough when we got married. Okay. Yeah. So stressful then? It, yes, hugely stressful, and uh, I know just I know I know it's silly, but I am gonna I'm gonna say you know this is since you know so many people in our circle and everything that whatever I share with you is gonna stay with us, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. completely confidential. Yeah. So it's it's um, the moment that we got married, uh, he his libido just disappeared. And our okay. honeymoon, he he was like, you know, a good travel companion. But I just so um, I went to my old friend. I started eating. Okay. So um, that has been so. Then coupled with, um, I, I'm not going to call myself. You know, I'm not like sometimes I say, this, I am a sexual being, <laughs> and it's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm very sensual and I'm very sexual, and that has been a really big, big challenge. Um, things periodically get better. Um, now we, you know, we hit a really rough spot. Well, you saw the, you saw it in last um, June. I don't know if you remember at the retreat. Uh, yes, I do distinctly remember you and saying that you guys are having some troubles. Well, when it was that because you know I love him and and we have a, we're a wonderful couple. But then when it comes to the romantic piece and the intimate piece, it's like it gets to a point that I'm like, okay, I'm done. I just cannot, you know, I'm way too young to not, you know, have a, a good sexual life. So he's he's interested in, you know, getting making it better. We're, we're, we're trying. We'll, we'll see how, how it goes. Uh, but that has been a huge stress. Um, it has also, I think, affected my body hugely. Uh, I have, yeah, and I have... Going for pleasure to food, you know, to sweets, 
Um, and the other piece is that since I got together with him, I also started my own business. And that has been a huge source of, uh, you know, immense pleasure in a lot of ways, but uh, huge, huge uh, stepping up in my energy and a lot of uh, stress and frustration at times. You know, there's a lot of ups and downs. And, and that has also affected me greatly. Um, so, okay. Yeah, since I, the last five years since I met him, that was January 11. So, yeah, definitely five years. It has been, I have been out leveling, but it's almost like somebody who said recently, it almost feels like I'm taking really bold steps moving forward and I'm putting a little bit of this armor that, you know, with my weight and then. And in a silly way, maybe of trying to protect myself or to be bigger or stronger. I don't know. And you know that. I don't know if it's true or not, but it definitely could be. Well, of course. I mean, that's what we yeah. do. You know, it's it. Um, and I think there might be. There also might be some some cause. You said a lot. Of, if you see this, you know, with women who, I mean, by by no means are you. Uh, you know, unattractive or overweight or anything like that as far as, you know, when you take a look and see, you know, how you present yourself. But right. um, I think, I think, I mean, I know I've done it personally. It's just like when I'm, when I was heavier, mm-hmm. it was an excuse for me not to be sexy and that left me off the hook that way and it left other people off the hook if they weren't interested in me. So, there, there could be some of that too, and that might be some of the armament that kind of goes up. It's like, well, okay, you know, if he doesn't find me attractive, well, then I'll give him a reason not to find me attractive. Right. And then, no, then oh, it, yeah. yeah. No, there's a lot of, there's, there, I mean, we, I even brought it up in a, you know, variety of ways. There's a lot of fuck you with my weight because he, as mm-hmm. you know, he's very, very slender, and he's always liked very, very slender women. So it's like, you know, what's the point of me? Be you know making an effort to stay thin if he didn't even he didn't even want me when I was thin so you know fuck sure. that <laughs> it's like uh, you know yeah there's a lot of that plus uh, when we met dancing and that's another piece because um, I in a very healthy way I always flirted a lot and since we got married that completely you know I was like okay that's a no no I don't do that so it's also the fear that. You know, I don't want to be attractive. I don't want to be perceived uh, perceived as attractive in the dance floor because what if somebody, you know, wants to in any way be with me and here I am, um, you know, I'm not fully satisfied in my marriage. I don't, you know, it's just that, mm-hmm. you know, even though it's not going to happen, it's still something that comes up. So there's a lot of emotional components involved with all of this. Well, yeah, see, well, you hope it doesn't it doesn't come up, um, you know, because stuff happens, and um, that again might be a way of you protecting yourself, so yeah. that if you if you don't feel if you don't feel attractive, then the the the, the potential temptation of you stepping out of the marriage diminishes. Right. So right. it could be a way of protecting the marriage as far as that goes too. Right. Uh, with that. Now, did I get the dates right? You met him in January, and you guys got married in October in the same year. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, that was very fast, yeah. And then were you intimate between January and October? Yeah, and it was fabulous. <laughs> and it was fabulous, okay. And then, fabulous. and then you got married, and then 
was it, so basically when the rings went on a finger, the honeymoon, it just went at that point. Yeah. And there yeah. was no, there's been no performance issues with him. He's not had erectile issues or anything like that. Oh, uh, he, he does. He does. But in my mind, in, in my, he says it too, that it's, there's an emotional component because mm-hmm. this is what happened. He, before we got married, we said, because we, we were very sexual and it was amazing. And at one point, I remember so clearly we were on a hike and he said, I just want to let you know that I'm concerned because, you know, I, in general, I have, in my, throughout my life, I haven't had a, a strong libido. And I said, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, and he said, well, I'm just concerned that, you know, what's going to happen, you know, we're, we were like two months away from getting married. And, um, and when he said that, he said, well, I just want to make sure that that might be okay with you. And I said, well, no, it wouldn't be okay with me, you know, to not have a sex life or to have a very, very low sex life. Um, but I don't know why you're basing these on because, you know, it's been amazing. So what are you talking about? And uh, and and he started diminishing, and you know I follow up. You know we're very stressed right before the marriage. There was a lot going on, and then we got married, and it was like you know the, the, we made love the, the, that first night, and then the honeymoon was like nothing. <laughs> it was just just, and then so the piece when you're talking about his performance. He's always mentioned that he has he had a hard time, and there are issues with his um, prostate. So one of the pieces is that sometimes periodically he has taken Viagra and and things you know which I have no problem with, and everything will be fine. And in the recent past, uh, he's taken it and it has not had any effect. So he's having a much harder time. You know, having an erection or keeping an erection. No, okay. Now, from a, I can just tell you from a you know a male's perspective, the more that happens, the harder it is, and even sometimes taking the uh, or the harder it is, not in a good way. The harder right. it is to hit it hard. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, really, you know, it really um, it starts to um, weigh on weigh on the guy emotionally, and part of you know part of our whole process is to be able to perform in that aspect and to satisfy our woman. Sometimes then then it's like, oh, okay, we can't do that. Then it's like, all of a sudden I'm not as much of a man as I should be. And then it kind of conveys out in that, uh, in that whole, in that whole venture of uh, why bother? And then I don't even want to try it. And then Viagra, then there comes a lot of emotional um, stuff like that. Um, Okay. So that's, that's, uh, uh, that is improving a bit, or that's that's still something you're working on. We're working on it. It's improving. Well, the the whole the you know the fact of you know having an erection is challenging, but okay. what I have boiled it down to is like I want to just have connection. I want to have a sensual sure. connection. You know, you know, forget about the performance piece, but at least have a, you know a nice connection. So we're working on that piece. And that is working nicely. So, you know, but I have to say that with him, and I understand his profile, whenever he gets scared or he's stressed, he goes into avoidance. And, you know, so, well, I think it was last week that I said, you know what, I had another June. (laughs) I was like, I don't think this is going to work out. At least I want to cuddle with you, you know. And uh, so when... 
I, you know, I got really upset, and uh, and then he just kind of like woke up. You know, he's like, oh, oh, okay, this, this, you mean it, you know, and that's how he will function. So we've been talking about setting other alarms instead of having me to be, you know, to flipping and saying, well, maybe this won't work, and you know what I mean, just having other ways of waking him up. Yeah. Well, sometimes we need a, you know, swift kick in the nuts for us to get it. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it seems like, but I don't like doing it that way. Well, sometimes it has to, you know, it has to be done, you know, that way, um, yeah. just because uh, of where of where we are, and especially especially if he's in avoidance, and if he's in, if he's in avoidance and mentally with uh, with sexuality and performance, it, it it's not easy to uh, to counter that at all. Yeah. Because, like I said, you're stemming into, you're stemming into, you know, the feelings of being a man and the embarrassment mm-hmm. of not being able to. There's no, I can tell you, there's, there's very little worse than than not being able to get the erection, mm-hmm. and then it just then then you do lose interest because it's just like, yeah, you know, just like, ugh. and then you lose interest in in even the intimacy and just the cuddling because, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, okay. Is this, you know, is this going to lead to it? And then if you start the whole process, all you think about is, is it going to work? Right. Right. And, I mean, I'm saying as a guy, is it going to work? Is it going to work? And then it's just like, oh, you start doing that and you're done. So mm-hmm. so sometimes um, what it takes is just a couple of, couple of successful um, escapades to actually reset the system. Um and, and so that could be something that um, that you might want to actually to have a successful, um, uh, I say, a session as joking around, but actually to be able to have intercourse successfully. Sometimes that's all it takes is just a successful yeah. one or two events, you know, connections right. uh, with your partner to kind of like, oh, okay, I still have it, you know, Viagra right. or not. Um, right. Yeah. But it, it it is one of those it is one of those things. It's hard. It's hard for the uh, the male, uh, yeah. very hard for the male, as far as that goes. And it's yeah, no, very hard right, to get it out of the psyche of the male when it's not yeah. working. Right. Yeah, especially because yeah, you're right, because I, I have to, and it's good that you're sharing all that, because the, the piece that I'm very aware of is that it has been even harder before, because even when having an erection was not much of an issue, uh, he had a very hard time having an orgasm. Yes. So that was already, you yeah. know, a heavy weight. So, yeah, I can see how it's like, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a multiple levels for the male. It's getting the erection, it's keeping the erection, and then it's like, can you have an, you know, can you have an orgasm or not? Right. Um, and, you know, you know, it's like, okay, well, I may not have the orgasm, but then it's like, okay, can, can my partner have an orgasm? So at least, she was satisfied, you know, right. and so it, so there's this whole kind of kind of um, mix that kind of comes into play. Um, so it, it's it's likely to be a, it's likely to be somewhat of an emotional or definitely an emotional component with him, but it's also likely to be some hormonal component in the whole mix of things. So right. um, yeah, I could say should he ever want to examine it or explore it a little more the saliva testing or whatever can answer the questions really quickly and what you need to do. And there actually are quite a bit of, I mean, uh, I haven't, I, I haven't, well, I just, I didn't connect with Stefan 
in 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 our retreats or anything like that, but in the brief conversations that I had with him, you know, he seems to be like a a low key guy. Yeah. Um, but I also suspect that there's probably a lot of stress that he's dealing with. Oh yeah. Yeah, or yeah, because his business and he's putting these packages together and all this other stuff. So, oh, he just launched a huge program that has right. been extremely stressful for a year and a half. Exactly, so, and so yeah. my 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 premise there is that I, again I don't know about much of his history. It's not about him; it's about you. But I don't know how it was prior, but you know, to you guys getting together and all that other stuff. But that stress will wipe out. You know, I know this. I know this libido kind of stopped as soon as you got married, and that may have been for him. Okay, I've got the uh, I've got the catch now, so I'm good. I don't have to worry about it anymore. But right. if it's gotten worse to the point where Viagra is not working now, and emotional component out of it, you really have to look at the hormonal structure of what's going on, and the adrenals play a huge role as it does for women with PMS and that type of issue. It plays a huge role with men being able to maintain and get an erection. So okay. stress stress is a killer hormonally for both men and women, and a result in, and, and 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 eventually uh, it will diminish the libido of a woman too, where she just doesn't want to. Because huh. the way the body the way the body works is like this: that you have you know if you're, you you have um, you know a limited supply of uh, materials. Now cholesterol, as I already mentioned, is the is the main player. That's where all your hormones are going to be made out of. So if you have either very stressed out adrenal glands or you have wiped out adrenal glands, your cholesterol could be high just for that very reason because that is demanding more fuel to make hormone. And so Mm -hmm. the body does this. It's going to look at the two sides of the equation. The sex hormones is for pleasure and libido and reproduction. And then you've got your stress hormones, the cortisol that comes from the adrenal glands. And when it looks at the big picture, the body goes, if I don't have enough material, I don't care if you can, I don't, number one, I don't want you to reproduce because you're, you're going to have problems. You're going to have miscarriages and all that other stuff. But number two, uh, you have to survive. So I'm not going to let you have a libido. I need to make sure that you're surviving. So that does not become a priority for the body. And, and uh, the Viagra, all that does is increase blood flow to the penis. So it kind of forces the issue. But if it is stressed enough, then that blood flow is not encouraged to go that way, and then you have mm. non-effectiveness of the uh, of the Viagra or the Cialis or whatever else it uh, might be. So, uh, I think the underlying issue, um, you know, is 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 a stress component to the whole big picture. But huh. and how does how does the whole prostate work with all of that? There... Well, the, the, yeah, the, now the prostate. Um, the 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 prospects there to be a, a bugaboo in the whole mix of things. <laughs> so um, what'll happen is if you have an enlarged prostate, you um, have a the urethra that's condensed, but you also have the main blood vessels that go to the penis condensed, so that you're not getting the proper blood flow into into the um, into the penis, so that you can't you can't either get the erection or definitely that's when you can't maintain the erection because it may get there. And then it diminishes. So the prostate is just, it's, its um, uh, you know, part of it is for sperm production and, and housing, that type of thing. But when it comes to this, there's not a lot that it does sexually as, as far as helping to maintain an erection, but it can do a lot to help diminish an erection because of the size and the enlargement 
and the way it pinches off blood vessels, the urethra, et cetera, that, 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 right. the, that be an, I, we both, you know, we, he, that has been an issue as well. Yeah. So that, um, that, um, prostate is, is, uh, often, uh, well, there's many reasons for why the prostate can be, um, mm-hmm. enlarged and causing problems. Um, but stress is, stress is a big one for there because it's just, mm-hmm. you, what will happen, um, in, in, in females, uh, males, I'm sorry, is that um, when you um, use the hormone to make cortisol instead of the sex hormones, you by default diminish more of the testosterone in males. So by default, the estrogen levels tend to come up in a male and that itself can enlarge the prostate. Ah. Because ah. Es- estrogen makes things big in the body. Hmm. Um, so you get you get the diminished testosterone, and then by default you get the the increase in estrogen. Plus, if the if the guy has a belly, the father doesn't have a belly, he's thin, um, or um, he eats a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of sugar, that actually increases an enzyme that actually converts testosterone over into estrogen. So. So um, that's the main reason why um, older men, yeah, um, all of a sudden they get the man boobs, or even younger men, but they get the man boobs, right? But like older guys, you know, it's tend to, they go backwards, right? A lot of they have these nice soft skin, right? They have nice soft cheeks, and they're, they're kind of gushy, right? You know, some of those older guys, and then they have the belly, and then they have boobs. That's all because of carbohydrates, and they're converting all of their testosterone into estrogen. It's, wow, uh, it's crazy. So it's uh, it's nice to have. You, you need a little bit of ruggedness <laughs> in, in your skin. Uh, so take a when you're when you're walking around the stores now. Take a look at the older guys. Look at your skin. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see, okay. You get that baby face for an old guy. It's saggy. You know, you got those things like, oh wait a second, eh, that's not good. <laughs> that's, that's not good. good. That's not good. All right, so we've got uh, so you're working you're working on that. Um, so that there's a, there's an underlying continual stress with what's going on with you and Stefan and that whole aspect of things, as yeah. well as the stress of um, you know you're working on your business and making that happen. Um, so you have that kind of going underlying the whole issue, and, and everything's okay with your daughter. There's no you know there's no additional stressors coming in on that aspect of things. No, that thing actually has, uh, it, it has its moments, but overall, you know, her dad is in a much better place. So, yeah, things, things okay. are, are pretty good, and she's amazing. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So you've, you've rated your stress level overall about a set, uh, nine. So you've got a really, a really high stress level there going on. Yeah. And, yeah. But you still have the energy because you're rating that as a seven. You still have oh, the yeah. energy. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, in general, I feel good, you know. I, Stefan yeah. would probably say that I'm, I'm more, you know, I'm often more tired than I think I am. But um, well, that's what I was gonna, I was gonna convey. Um, you ladies have a wonderful way of being able to override physical with yeah. emotional. Um, uh-huh. Okay, so my suspicion with you, just getting to know you, is that you're, um, you're one of those. Uh, women that'll burn the candle at both ends. Yes. 
And okay. I go, go, go until I'm okay. so tired. Right. I and then you cry. crash. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now that's that's not a non that's not an untypical pattern for women, especially women in business for themselves and trying to you know, try to trying to create a business or keep their business going and raise a family. I mean, think about the big picture, right? So you're 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 trying to maintain yeah, you know, I'm sure there's help, I'm not saying, but overall and as it is in most households, the woman is in, is basically in charge. You know, they're yeah. they're in charge of 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 the family, right? Yeah. So the shopping, you may get some help, but in general, you're doing the shopping. You know, you're getting the kids off to school. You're cooking, right? So you got all that aspect when it comes to it. Now, either you're working and you're going off to work, or you're in your own business, which is actually worse when it comes to that type of situation because that takes more energy, that takes more effort, that takes more time on your own side of things versus being able to walk out the door at 5 o'clock and not have to worry about it. Right. I'm sure Sophia has activities that you have to get to and, you know, and all this other stuff. So women right. have a great capacity, like with this adrenal quiz that I gave you, you know, I'm, 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 you know when I got that back, I was up initially, oh, 33, okay, that doesn't make a ton of sense, but then you know, it was like I just had forgotten for the moment. You all can override the emotional, the real physical, emotional, a uh, physical component of everything because you're on that go, go, go. You're running on fumes. You're doing your thing. And then eventually what happens is you crash and burn, yeah. right? Um, and, 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 and that's when everything just kind of collapses on you. And it's like everything's, you know, everything's a mess. You've got no energy. You know, you're really going to keep menopause. You have tremendous cycle issues and, you know, if you're younger, you have infertility. So all kinds of different things that kind of go on. So that's why the quiz um, is, a, is, a, uh, is a nice way to start. And then the saliva test is just basically going to tell us really what's going on physically in reality because this is subjective when we take this quiz. And sometimes when I go through it again with somebody and we get some more answers, it's like, oh, okay. You know, we, we try to, you know, women will try to, uh, and men too, they try to like, okay, why? No, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm overpowering. But if you think about it, you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's really more, you know, it happens a little more, a little more frequently than, uh, than, it, than it really does happen. So, yeah, so, yeah that's what I'm saying. So, you know, women, you guys, will, you guys are fantastic. You can do this stuff. Um, but unfortunately, when you guys crash and burn, you crash and burn much more severe than men do because um, we have, for whatever reason, we just, we, we, tend to slow it down a little yeah. bit more than women do. And, it, and it's about this go-go attitude. I've got to prove myself. You know, you know, you hear it in the news, you know, women aren't giving equal pay. They're not giving equal respect. And the same John so it's like, I got to prove myself. I got to prove myself now. And, you know, and then boom, um, uh, you, you override what you're really, really feeling. Yeah. Okay. No, it's true. I got I, I to be learning to actually take better care of myself. Like, you know, the small things, say, you know, like yesterday was the last parent evening of the year for my daughter who's graduating from eighth grade, and I had, like, five or six sessions yesterday. And you know what? At 6 p.m., I was toast. I was just toast. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, was, I wasn't going to go. And Stefan was not feeling well, and I said, you know what? I debated a little bit, and I stayed. And, you know, I dealt with the guilt for a bit, and then I just... Let it go because, uh, yeah, it's just, just trying to make healthier choices for myself, which yes. is challenging. Yeah. Well, 
Right, absolutely. And 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 how you you know, so how you nourish yourself during the day too makes a huge makes a huge difference in how that's gonna come across right. for you and maintaining maintaining energy throughout the uh you know, throughout the day. So the other thing, you know, you you're doing this work and you're dealing with um you know, you're dealing with getting deep with people and you're drawing up a lot of emotions from people uh, and it's very easy for that type of work to have an effect on you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping, and I would assume at this point that you've developed some ways of putting up a, a, a an emotional barrier as needed, so that you're not absorbing the um, the um, emotional component coming off, you know, the the individual that you're dealing with. I I am. I have that, but at the same time, I I won't deny it that I you know. I, I do think about people, you know, like sure. what's going on. Just, you know, it's just part of the nature of things, like, you know. Right. So, yeah. And, and that and that's another that's another stressor in the big picture of things because now you're you're taking that in. Right. Yeah. Now you're taking that as part of you, so that's becoming internalized. Right. Okay. And so anyone who does this type of work, anyone who's working with people, working with the public, you know, that really has to become an area of being able to kind of kind of letting it go um, as you come in and out the door, um, yeah. some some way of figuring out, whether it be a quick, you know, meditation that you can listen to on the way home, you know, um, or something, some way to figure it out. We can we can try to figure some ways out because there's a lot of cool ways of meditating without having to meditate now and getting the effects of meditation, et cetera. So, but so I think, you know, when you look at, start looking at the overall picture, you know, the stress level, I mean, you've already indicated it as high, so you've come yeah. to that reality. And like you said, your energy is, is there as a seven, which is better than most people, for sure. Uh, but like you said, so far, well, maybe it's not, you know, you seem a little more tired. So it's probably, in reality, if we were to, like, let you sit and, like, give you, you have nothing to do for the next three days, I think that's when you'd actually get a better picture of where you are energetically. Right. Because yeah. you don't have the gas and the fumes and the, and the continuous roll going on there. But that's okay because because we're going to be able to get you onto some things that are going to help rebuild this whole this whole process. No matter what this result comes out, I know when it comes back and we talk about that, we're going to have you on some nice stuff that's actually going to restore these adrenals and bring you know bring this whole back back to life. Okay, because there's a few things. You know, like like um, feeling overwhelmed, right? Like I said yesterday, yeah. I was I was feeling overwhelmed, and I was surprised when my adrenals came back dead, right? Mm, but that's because yeah. I did I just did, I don't have right now I don't have the energy to do what I need to do, so to speak, and then that's what makes it makes you overwhelmed. The other way you can become overwhelmed is with excessive adrenals. And that's where you just, you have so much cortisol going on that you can't calm down and you can't focus mm. straight, right? And so it's like, right. oh, my God, what's going on? So so that's what it is. So when I see someone who's overwhelmed, I automatically know that there's some adrenal, some, some, some more severe adrenal involvement going on, um, whether it be high or low. The test tells us that because the treatment is different for each, okay? Because, right, huh. right, so... So you can have the same symptoms with high-functioning or I don't say over-functioning or under-functioning adrenals. You can oh. have the same exact symptomology because any hormone 
that is overproduced can result in deficient symptoms, just like an in, a diabetic has insulin resistance, even though there's a ton of insulin available. The receptor sites become non-active for that particular hormone. So that happens with every hormone in the body. So if you are pre- overproducing stress hormone, the receptor sites for the stress hormone shut down as a protective mechanism. Mm-hmm. So now you have plenty of stress hormone, but you don't have the ability to get it into the cell, so now you feel like you don't have any. But if I don't know that, and I go in and say, I got, okay, you're just exhausted. Here I am. I'm just going to give you stuff to help catch you up, and you're already overproducing, that's not going to help the situation. It's only going to make it worse. Right. Okay. Um, How long so does it take to get the results? I they've, they've, been, they've, they've been backlogged. That, I, I, uh, I yelled at them. It took them a very long time to get my results back. Um, and I just checked before we got onto the call to see if it was out. And they said they have a, they've been very busy and they're having a few days, uh, you know, back backlash as far as uh, where it was. And I said, well, yeah, come on, you know. So what's happening is they're, they're, they're not getting the test results to the, um, to the billing department so that they can bill to release. Oh, I see. So they have the results, but that we have no access to them. Right. It's still pending on the, it's still, still pending on the, uh, on the system. So um, I was, yeah, so we have to, right, exactly. It's there. And it may be complete at the moment, but it may not be. So I have to right. give them a call to find out what the situation is on right. that. But I wanted to get this done anyways before yeah. we go into that because that's going to open up open up the uh, conversation a little more as far as that goes. So your stress is, is up there. So I want to talk about, uh, uh, let's just talk about digestion for a bit. Okay. Okay. Um, so something really cool happened because remember that I told you that I was just, I got fed up. I was eating so much sugar and I was like, you know, I, I was really waiting for everything, and then I thought, well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give this a try. So, I would say for about, I don't know, ten days or two weeks. I don't know if that that long, but around there, um, I I went. I, I decided to stop the sugar, other than food and then granola that I have that is gluten free. Um, I was having, you know, I was having my morning. I was having, you know, food. Uh, yogurt and granola, the gluten-free granola, and um, we have either, what would I have for lunch? Um, some, some veggies and some chicken or something like that. And um, anyway, I thought like for that for that amount, I was like without gluten. And then my my birthday, just I went bananas for three days. <laughs> so starting Sunday, I was just, I, I, I didn't, I fell off the wagon, but I never, I didn't get up until yesterday, actually. So it was three days. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, that I was focused on getting rid of the cake, and it was just, um, just what I noticed is that I, for a very, very long time, uh, every time that I would go to the doctor and I would have a physical, no matter how much I weighed, okay, I was weighing 120, I was weighing 140, it didn't matter. Whenever he did, you know, touching my abdomen, right, mm-hmm. which is now huge, but anyway, it doesn't, it didn't matter what size. It would always hurt. It hurt like a, I call it like a dull, dull pain. Like it's not hurting constantly, but if you if I put pressure, if anybody would put pressure, which he was doing, it would always feel like um, almost like bruised. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Achy. I guess achy, yes, yeah. Um, and uh, so at one point I said, Why, what is this about, you know? what it's like? He, he just said, he said, well, honestly, let me check, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, well, you have, a, you have more stool there than than you know than normal and I can I can sense that it would be good if you get some um some extra fiber. So I started taking extra fiber. I started going to the bathroom more. Mm-hmm. Um but it didn't take it it didn't go away. You know, I would poop more but it wouldn't take away the pain. Um now those ten days that I was without gluten, I was noticing that I was less inflamed. Yep. And uh and I never thought, and I was having dairy, like, you know, I was having the yogurt and maybe a little bit of um, half and half here and there, not a lot. And um, and then these three days, I was, of course, I thought, well, you know, I'm just so bloated. I'm eating everything that comes across me and massive amounts of, of sugar and carbs. So, of course, I'm going to be bloated and big belly. But even yesterday and today, I mean, I, I look like I'm five months pregnant. Yeah. So my sense is that I may be gluten sensitive or whatever, intolerant or whatever word, and I had never known about it. Yes, welcome to the world of gluten. <laughs> is that something that we develop? Is that what happens at the body after a certain point? It says, okay, well, you know, here's enough? Yeah, yeah, what's happened with the gluten thing um, is uh, there's, a, there's a variety of things that's gone on with the gluten. One thing is the hybridization. So, you know, when we talk about, like, you know, you, you hear about, you know, it, I don't know what your religion is, but, you know, when the Bible talks about the body of Christ and bread and all that and stuff, breaking bread. Right. Right. That, that's, a specific, that's a specific gluten that is no longer in existence. Although in Western Mass, there's a farmer that's actually trying to bring it back. So he's, he's actually trying to bring it back. It's called einkorn wheat. So that's what biblical wheat was, was einkorn wheat. But what they've done is they've continually hybridized the uh, wheat plant so that it's no longer a tall plant like with the, the amber, you know, the, this uh, song, you know, Amber Ways of Grain. That's what it was referring to was the ways of gluten uh, or ways of wheat uh, flowing in the wind across the country. Yeah. Well, that doesn't, you know, windstorm comes down and knocks it down and it causes problems. So what they started to do is hybridize the wheat so that's shorter. So it doesn't grow to be three or four feet tall. Now it's, you know, one or two feet tall. And then that brings down the having to uh, worry about storms and knocking it down. Well, you know, all plants, when they come together, just like, you know, humans, you know, they each have a set of chromosomes. Humans come together and they, they, they make a set of them. So they don't come with their 20. Mom doesn't come with her 23 and dad doesn't come with her 23. Right. And they come together and make 46. They come together and make another tw- set of 23. And they continue to do that. When you hybridize wheat, it doesn't do that. So if one breed, one breed has 23 and another breed has 23, they come together. Now they have 46 chromosomes. And every time mm-hmm. they hybridize, that makes that plant have more gluten in it. So oh. the, amount of, the amount of gluten in the wheat products now have increased just because of the hybridization process, because of the, the stacking of chromosomes. Another big issue is now when you have that much wheat coming in, we eat so much of it because it's everywhere. I mean, think about 
what people eat, you know, and if they're eating fast food, it's, you know, breakfast sandwich in the morning or it's waffles or it's cereal, that's all wheat. And they have pizza or a hamburger or something for lunch like that, and they come home and they have pasta. You know, there's more gluten there, and then they have desserts. And it's just gluten infested. So there's a lot of it coming in. Then gluten releases this protein called a zonulin, and it's a protein that goes specifically out in the gut. It opens up the cells of the gut to cause leaky gut. Right, which is what Stefan has. Does he have a leaky gut? Yes, he does. Oh, okay. So yeah. so um, now every time you eat gluten, you get this, this, this zonulin release, which opens up the gut, and that results in autoimmunity, that results in inflammation, that results in a lot of other issues that go on in the body. Um, and then on top of it all... Um, you know, we talk about genetically modified foods, you know, where they put, right. that, they put the Roundup in it, you know, glyphosate, yeah. they put the Roundup mm-hmm. in plants. Well, what they don't tell you is that many of the grain crops are completely annihilated and sprayed with Roundup just before they're harvested. Wow. Uh, so they're not, in, they're not you know, um, incorporated. The Roundup's not incorporated into the plant but it's all over the plant, so when it gets ground up and processed and everything, it gets incorporated into the field, the flour, the meal, whatever it might be. And the glyphosate itself can cause leaky gut, plus that causes dysbiosis because it clears off the bad guys and it, lets the, uh, the, it, 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 it kills the good guys and lets the bad guys like E. coli and Klebsiella and stuff grow in the gut. And so then you got this whole big variety. So, so that's the that's the long story of why gluten has become such a problem for us. Okay, and then when you have leaky guts, you also no. have leaky brain. <laughs> okay, yeah, and that no, causes I... the brain fogginess and the uh, the dizziness and that kind of stuffy head feeling. Um, so, so that's, yeah, well, that's I, I, the story I just, there. I noticed. I think you you totally convinced me, and I noticed a difference because I was. I was fine. I was fine. And I, it's true that I have a super strong immune system or system, whatever. I don't know if it's my immune system or what, but I very rarely get sick, and I can just keep on going no matter what. I feel like a, a you know, the Durazel little bunny guy. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I really, this time I truly, truly notice that. I mean, I'm, I'm still, and I wonder if I, I don't know, if I should not even have that granola, or do you think that it's gluten-free, or is, is it better to not have any carbs? Well, well, yeah, we're gonna probably work on your diet a little bit to kind of get it going, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna focus you uh, more on fat and protein. Okay. Okay, because it's actually it's actually now let me just 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 go back. Where is your um your your little belly fat? Is it above the belly button or below the belly button? Mostly below. Mostly below. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I gather my fat more in, in, you know, below my belly. But I have some above, of course, but mm-hmm. it's mostly below and in my thighs. Okay. All right. That is, that is the classic estrogen dominant picture. So there's, what does there's, that mean? So yeah. So there's there's a few main body types that are out there. There's actually yeah. I've four. always been a bit of a pair. Yeah, so a pair is what we call estrogen dominance, um, mm-hmm. which means the predominant hormone in your body is estrogen. Mm-hmm. And that shows up with extra fat put on below 
the belly button and on the sides, the saddlebags. Right. Okay. So typically when a woman has that, number one, we automatically will dub them as an estrogen dominant woman, which basically means the adrenals are um, are uh, under siege um, so that um, progesterone is, uh, is not being, it is actually being stolen away. So you have um, estrogen and progesterone and testosterone for males and females. Okay, mm-hmm. obviously estrogen is predominant in females, testosterone in males. But when your body is uh, stressed out and is looking and needs to make more cortisol, whether it needs to make a lot of it or it needs to bring it up, it's going to sacrifice progesterone. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then that automatically by default makes estrogen higher than it should be in relationship to the balance of progesterone. Whenever you have excess estrogen in your system, male or female, it puts weight on you. Mm-hmm. Because, because estrogen is a fat-storing hormone. That's why they give it to animals before they bring them to slaughter. It increases the weight. That's why estrogen increases the thickness of the uterine wall to accept the egg. It makes it more pliable and moist as far as that goes. It's why estrogen causes cancers. So Mm. it increases that, okay? So you can get estrogen dominance by two ways. The way I just described where you're stressed out and the progesterone is sacrificed to make cortisol, so estrogen comes up by default, or it's just an overt amount of excess of estrogen coming from our external environment. And that can be things such as birth control pills. It can be our dairy products. It can be our meat products. Um, and it's mostly our um, products like cosmetics and lotions and creams and things like that that a woman puts on her body that are loaded with estrogens or at least what they call xenoestrogens, which are foreign estrogens. So plastics are a good example. So if you microwave, if you use a microwave and you put plastic in the microwave, the heat, right. From the, right, the heat from the microwave takes that plastic and pushes it into the food. That can bind to an estrogen receptor site and mm-hmm. then activate it. So it makes it tells that cell make more estrogen. So that's the way you get overt estrogen dominance from your external environment. Um, my, um, you know, based on what we're talking about here, and I think we'll find that that uh, your estrogen dominance is due to is due to the fact that your adrenals are tired. Yeah, that's, and my, that's my guess. Stealing the progesterone, and there's reasons. That's why PMS symptoms go up. Okay, whenever a woman has PMS, I know they're estrogen dominant. Uh-huh. The worse the cycle, the worse the estrogen dominance. So right. the way you can tell you're hormonally imbalanced that way is you have very, you have shortened cycles. So they're not 28 days or something less than that. They're very intense. There's a lot of bleeding. There's a lot of clotting. There's a lot of all kinds of other stuff that kind of goes on with it. So they're not very pleasant. Um, and you go through a lot of pad. You go through a lot I don't, of that, 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 that's, that's not. That's one piece that I have never, I've always, always been a very, 
my um my periods have always been very light. Good. Good. So I never had that, but I did have um I had tons of crumbs growing up. I was insane. Nothing would take them, you know, take them away. And then lately what I have noticed is just that the the emotional piece is like I turn wacko. I I just it's been insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean to a level that I've never, you know, I mean, at one point yes. I remember I was crying for like an hour and a half and I <laughs> looked up at Stephen and I said, something's really wrong. This, this is not yeah, normal. Yeah. I just, you know, I like snapped out of it for a moment and I said, this is just not normal. <laughs> like I don't even recognize myself. <laughs> this is just bizarre. Yeah. And that is, I actually have a quote. I have a quote from, uh, uh, in, in one of my presentations on, um, on uh, this very subject, and it's from an ant medical doctor, and it, it's in regarding estrogen dominance and progesterone deficiency, and it basically says just what you said that the woman is like she's she feels like she's out of her body because she doesn't she's like looking and going, what am I doing? That's I'm overreacting. That's not how I behave. I have no control over it. It's just yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, and and it's so so over like. Over the top, that is like yeah, yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I got to the point where I, I mean, I go into such because I I like you, I have the yeah yeah, so I go into this poor me place, and I feel all this emotional, intense emotional pain, and I mean, there's been times where I even looked at Stefan and I said, why did you know I should just die and get out of my misery? And I'm like, what am I saying? Yeah, but it, it feels that intense and just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, See, yeah, and that's that has a lot to do, you know, with the ability, you know, to over to to, to handle the stress or the, uh, the 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 hormonal cascade that's going on in the body. So it makes yeah. perfect sense, um, knowing knowing what can go on in the body with that whole thing. So what yeah. I'm, what we're saying here is that um, I know you you're, you're you're kind of starting that transition into menopause, um, but um, if you, you know, it's actually it's kind of good that we're talking and getting a six because I can tell you are you are heading for a miserable transition. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if I don't do something about it, I yes, really you you, you 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 are. It's like because it's like I wish you know that's why I was saying you know other other columns like you know menopausal women you know it's like I know I can fix them because because it's really all about the adrenals and everything. Um, and, and having this, you know, getting this picture in this, in this whole thing, it's like, it's just like knowing it, if I can catch it now, I can save you from that misery of going through the transition. Um, yeah. so we're going to save you from the misery of going through that transition. Yay. So, um, right. So the cycles are, you know, those are actually going to, you know, those are actually going to improve. Um, it actually might start to delay you going through the change. So some women like that, some women don't like that. I've taken some women back into cycling, and they've not been real happy with that. But the alternative was a heck of a lot better going through, going through the hot flashes and everything else. Oh, I'm, I'm very – I haven't had any hot flashes or anything like that, and I actually appreciate my period, so I don't have a problem yeah, with that Yeah, good. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that and uh, because uh, as that uh, – Transition was going to start for you. It wasn't going to, wasn't not going to be a good one. It wasn't going to be a good one. <laughs> no. So let's start one. over. Let's there you go. Start over. <laughs> um, I just wanted to go back to digestion a little bit. So, so you have some gas and you have some bloat, bloating. You definitely notice it wrapped around. At least the little experiment diet has a big, big play in that for you. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. You've recently become, I mean, you, you've eaten gluten up to this point until you tried that gluten-free for a little while. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Okay. And so up to that point, you really wouldn't have noticed if gluten made a difference because this is the first time you were out of gluten. Right. That's okay. True. So yeah. up to that point, typically uh, not counting the better improvement with the gluten, digestion and you get you still feel gas or bloaty? Um, yes, overall I would be a little bloated. Mm-hmm. And uh, just in general, after eating, um, with periods, and I, of course at this point I cannot tell you it's possible that it was that I had a heavy gluten food, you know, meal. But with periods where um, I think that it was a, a stress, the stress component very strong where my belly would go into these like super intense in, you know inflammation to the point that i it would be excruciating pain mm-hmm. um and um you know having to take some bath sex or whatever to mm-hmm. uh, yeah because it was really bad okay. um, and other than and- that let me think i I do go to. I do have a tendency for constipation. I do recognize, you know, realize that. Um, I love eating papaya. That's the fruit that I. Because when I eat papaya every day, I'm good. I can, you know, have. um, So what I've been doing is that when I don't have the papaya, I have three that are getting ripe on top of the fridge. But when I don't, I actually have some really good papaya enzymes that I take. I don't know if that's good or not, but that helps me. You know, um, I am not one for taking, you know, medications much. I did use um, birth control pills very briefly when I was in Argentina, and I haven't taken any for the last, I don't know, 25 years or so. Okay, all right. So that's, I doubt that that's in my system, but I don't know. No, no, that's not, a, not an issue as far yeah. as that goes. Okay, so some mild distress with, um, with uh, the digestion, so... And a little yes. worse, a little worse around the cycle, and having enzymes helps. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah. So that, that I mean that makes perfect sense with what's going on. Our bodies do not digest food when we are stressed. It's called the fight or flight response, and digestion is not a priority. And the uh-huh. fact that you're having enzyme-rich food with a papaya or taking the enzymes and that helps everything is basically indicating that you just you're just not making enough stuff. To digest your food, and that's why you're getting the gas and the bloating, etc. So, okay, and and that and that tendency toward constipation often leads um, with you know it can be a lack of fiber, it can be a lack of water, but it also can lead to the fact that the liver is struggling, uh, which happens quite frequently with estrogen dominance, and the bile the bile flow um, becomes diminished, and instead of having nice bile that's like water, it becomes more like peanut butter. And so Ooh. the bile is supposed to lubricate the intestines and help us poop and also detoxify us and, and kind of pull things around and get it out of the system. And uh, so many women who have cycle issues will also be constipated, and that results in because of an estrogen-dominant issue, which backs always to bile issues. So it's all kind of this rock and roll wow. thing that happens. Okay. Uh, let's talk about sleep. So what, how's your sleep? Tell me about that. Um, I would say in general it's really good. I've always have an, I have a very easy time going, falling asleep. Okay. If something is coming up for me, like for whatever reason I'm anxious or something is in my mind, 
Uh, I will wake up. If it's really extreme, that this may happen, I don't know, once a month or something, um, I may wake up and, you know, I have something that I have to write, you know, on my bedside table and uh, and I go back to sleep. But in general, I would say I sleep around, you know, eight hours, sometimes nine. But I, I notice that I need between eight and nine. Okay. Um, most of the time I'm waking up, um, you know, rested, but okay. not to the degree that I did you know, years ago, like I, I you know, I, I kind of like have to, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I do feel a little lazy even though, I, even if I had plenty of hours of sleep. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, what time do you typically go to bed? I go to bed between 9 and 10. Maybe, okay, let's make it a little bit more, between, anywhere between 9 and 11. Okay. And then what time do you wake up in the morning? Um, Around 6. 6, okay. Yes. And I noticed that you do do a little bit of coffee. Yes, but I'm not I'm not drinking much at all because it's okay. not good for me. It's really I noticed that especially caffeine is not good for me. So if I drink it, I, I like I may have half a cup. Um, I don't know, like once a week maybe. Okay. I, I try to avoid it. It's not good for me. My my I don't know if it's the acidity or what, but my belly is like ugh. Don't, so don't. you get you get a if you drink coffee. Um, you get an upset stomach. Yeah, my belly gets okay. uh, is it, like acid. It feels, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good that you're not on that, anyways, because that beats the heck out of the adrenal glands, and it's one oh. last thing we have to worry about. <laughs> Coffee or caffeine? Well, both. Oh, both. Well, in theory, it's the caffeine, and most people get their caffeine from their coffee. It could be the Mountain Dew or the Colas or whatever it might be, but. The caffeine beats up the adrenal glands, and that makes them have to work that much harder. And it, you know, it diminishes their effectiveness, and it actually drains them more quickly in the long term. What I have noticed, this is something that um, I just uh, just want to share with you briefly, because there was a time that I was drinking coffee every day. Yeah. Um, How long ago was that? That was uh, probably before I met Stefan, and okay. on and off. But I would say for I haven't for the last three years. But when I did, I, what I noticed is that, of course, my body was kind of like wanting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the one piece that I noticed is that if I stop, like let's say I would have it, and then one day I wouldn't, I would have this massive headache, mm-hmm. which I, I hated. But the other thing is that it did, doesn't affect my energy. So I actually feel more energized without it. Like I don't need yeah. It doesn't particularly wake me up or anything like that. Yeah, um, and it, it, it may or may not, um, but it, it will. It'll, it will beat up your adrenals. So you you got to experience the uh, the the bad of the coffee, and then the yeah. potential unusefulness that it was achieving for you. For you. Yeah. So it's good. It's good that you're not on that um, on that anyway. So yeah. no worries. What is different? Why is it that Margaret drinks that bulletproof coffee? Yes, right. So bulletproof coffee basically is um, a specific coffee, which is uh, theoretically mycotoxin-free. So it's just processed so that there's no um, there's no um, fungus, you know, fungi uh, type of stuff right. into it. And then uh, the bulletproof uh, coffee basically is your coffee with either the uh, coconut oil or butter blended into mm-hmm. it. 
and then you drink that for breakfast. And um, that's supposed to satisfy your uh, your cravings, your meals, your weight, your your desire for food until noon, say. So it's huh. supposed to act as an appetite suppressant and gives you the energy. Well, you know, I've tried it, and I can't say has it worked all that well for me. Of course, I've also had really, you know, I've had really bad uh, adrenal glands. Um, and that's my biggest issue with this is that people who are drinking coffee anyways are doing it because they have weak adrenal glands and they're doing it for the energetics of the coffee. Um, right. Which and, and, and then so they take this. There's nothing wrong with the coffee per se. Then there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with coconut oil and then nothing wrong with butter. But most people, the problem with their adrenals is they're skipping breakfast to begin ah. with. And so now they're enhancing this by skipping breakfast and not eating anything until lunchtime and then adding, you know, the, uh, the, the, the coffee to the, to the mix. So I have a real issue with people just jumping into that without mm. having an, an understanding of what their adrenal glands are doing because that's going to make things worse for those adrenals. Okay. okay. Because one of the key things with weak adrenals is you have to eat every two to three hours. Oh, I'm okay with that. That works for me. Cause then I have, I have, well, I'll tell you why, because I know that if I do that, I have smaller meals. Exactly. And when, you know, people freak out and say, oh, my God. No, you don't have to eat a huge thing. It could be, no, it could be a, you know, a half a protein bar. It could be a hard-boiled egg. It could be, you know, it could be some nuts with some, uh, or an apple with some almond butter on it, you know, as, in between. But the thing of it is, is you don't want to go down to the point where you get hungry because if you have weak adrenal glands, if you get down to a hunger area, that means the adrenal glands have to bring up blood sugar. And that's a job that shouldn't have to be done by the adrenals if you're eating properly. And if you have mm-hmm. weak adrenals and you're then making them balance blood sugar, then they're having trouble doing everything else that they need to do. So it's one of those mm. continually beat up. Um, so people will skip meals. Oh, I'm so glad that we're talking because I have to tell you, I have some, see, recently somebody said, oh, if you want to reset your sugar, then you have to go without eating for 16 hours. So I tried that a couple <laughs> of times, which I was starving. And, you know, and then, of course, I would have a bigger meal. And I was like, Jesus, you know, I don't know if that's yeah. a good thing. It sounds no. like it's not. It's not. Um, I mean, there is a theory. Insulin is another one of those um, crazy, uh, of those fat-storing hormones. So if you have right. insulin in the system all the time, you know, from eating too many carbs and that type of thing, yes, that's a problem. Um, but people who have weak adrenal glands, they have to balance those adrenal glands first. And then eventually they could go to three meals a day, three squares, if you want to call it like that, without mm-hmm. having getting an insulin issue. But not someone who's got a weak adrenal gland. All right. okay. they, they, they can't do that right now. So it's every couple of hours. So you don't want to be skipping meals at all. And that's why I don't okay. like the bulletproof in the morning for someone who has a weak adrenal system. Um, that's okay. why I don't like people who do use fasts on weak adrenals because they're miserable. Okay. They're, they're, it's just too much stress. What we want to do from this point on is we want to take as much stress off those adrenals as we can. Right. And we want to support them. And so we're going to support them with our lifestyle. We're going to support them with our diet. We're going to support them with supplements and herbs. And that's how we're going to operate. And then those adrenals will repair themselves. And then the PMS goes away. And the feeling of overwhelmingness goes away. And those cravings go away. The energy comes up. In your case, the sleep is fine, but you still will be more restored 
in the morning when you sleep. Right. So that's all the stuff that kind of happens. The digestion goes away and the leaky gut starts to go away and all this other stuff. So, listen, I, I could talk about this kind of stuff all night long. So, <laughs> uh, um, I'm just looking through. So, so, yeah, so I'm just looking at so feeling overwhelmed, you know, you're having a decrease in tolerance, the tolerance for stress. You know, those things are going to continue to get worse as time goes on. You You did circle, you have a two for decreased interest in sex. Now, that's not your libido. Is, no. Is, no, that's because you're just, it's just what's going on in the marriage. Right, yes. Okay, yes. Okay. just yes. want to clear it that. Um, here is ability to handle stress. And then here's another, is the uh, lightheadedness. That's another key indicator. Would you stand up quickly and get dizzy? That's a big one for uh, adrenal dysfunction, adrenal. Hmm. I could, yeah, there's, there's more, it doesn't, it's not a constant. Yeah. But I could just, you know, even after a meal, so it's not connected with food or lack of food, that I could get really, like, you know, I get like this super, like, dizzy spell. It goes away. But it's like, woo, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what about standing up quickly? Do you, do you get it um, when you get that? Um, not, not usually. No, okay. I wouldn't say it's a, yeah. Okay. Are you hungry after meals? No. No. So you're satisfied after you've eaten. You don't get that Chinese food effect, you know, you've eaten the Chinese meal and it, an hour later you're looking. <laughs> no, I don't actually. Okay. No. Okay, good. No, I'm and I think that, that my my uh I my eating is probably a lot more um emotional, you know, emotionally mm-hmm. based. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now Because I would want, I may want to eat something like today I had I had a, probably like a couple of sides of chicken, and I had asparagus. It was grilled asparagus, and and then I was I, it wasn't when I was hungry, and I chose to have an I had an an apple with some almond butter. I I didn't really need it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. But I wanted to have it. I was like, okay. okay. Well, so, you made a good choice there. That's true. I mean, better okay. than the chocolate cake that was in the fridge. Right. <laughs> However. That's what we're going to want you to do. So do what? even do is have that snack like you had, even if you yeah. weren't hungry. Okay. For now, you know we're going to okay. we're going to, so, we're going to work so you're on gonna, that. Yes, you're going to tell me what is it that would be good for me to start eating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to you know we're going to uh, work on all that uh, all that stuff for sure. Not a problem. I just, what I want to do is before we get into too much detail about what we're going to do as far as diet and stuff like that, I just want to get those results back and then we can talk about that specifically and then get you on the right track as far as what we have to do supplement-wise and then okay. what we have to do as far as the uh, as far as the diet goes. And, and then what I end up giving to you in that context is going to be determined by what we've had as far as a conversation and then what your adrenal results come back. Um, okay. So that I don't want to give you stuff that we don't necessarily need. Um, okay. You know, like okay, you know, I've got plenty of handouts and plenty of support, um, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking that we might actually start with you having to do a purification program. Okay. Okay, and we can talk about that. Um, that's essentially a, essentially a, a detox, if you want to call it that. But I don't like to call it that because we're not necessarily going into detox, you, you, you know, at this point, 
what we want to do is we want to support your liver um, and get that going in the right direction. Also start to heal up the gut. And in that whole process, in that, in that, in that period of time, we start to implement some of these, these, these diet processes, these inflammations of lifestyle, getting you to start to eat on a quick, consistent basis and that type of thing, changing up what you're eating. Um, okay. So like, so like, you know, on, on what we have here, on my, what I'm looking at is you had a bulletproof bar in, in tea for lunch. Okay. Yes. Right. I did that one time. So. Um, that's not good. That, that, that's an okay snack in between. Right. But not a okay. meal. Right. And, and again, we're going to focus, we're going to focus a lot more on fat and protein. Okay. So you're going to start eating butter and coconut oil and almond butter like you've been eating and, you know, that type of thing, eggs. Um, you know, we're going to try to get, you know, if you're going to do cheese, you want to move you over to raw cheese if possible, and that's easy enough to get. Um, yes. That's yeah. really easy to get now. You guys, you have a, um, you have a market basket in your neck of the woods yet? I have a, a Whole Foods and a Trader Joe's that has sold that okay. stuff. Yeah, that's. Uh, unfortunately, I've, we've got a market basket here in Biddeford, and it's just unbelievable the, the price difference between what you can get there versus the other stores. I'm like, Jesus. Really? Oh, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, like like the grass-fed, uh, grass-fed cheese, the raw cheese from Organic Valley. It's, it's $4.99 um, regular price at Net Market Basket, and it's uh, upwards of $6.99 or more at Whole Foods. You know? Right, yeah. And so when you just start adding these, I was at Walmart yesterday. I looked at the butter, this butter that I get from Organic Valley from Breastfed. It's five forty nine at the uh, market basket. It's six sixty nine at Walmart. You know, it's huh. just unbelievable the price. What difference. is it, Mark? What is it? What is that place? It's just, Mark? it's just a yeah, it's just a uh, grocery store that. Uh, like a discount store or something? I mean, it's not even. It's just, it's just like a, it's like a, a, a stop and shop or. A, Huh. Or, or Hannaford's. It's just another market. It's just another chain, but it really keeps the prices low. You know, wow. huh. um, it's it's really amazing. I'm so happy when one opened up down here because the, yeah. the, just the stuff that I eat, I can get there. I call Whole Foods Whole Paycheck. You know, you go there, oh yeah, they're like, crazy. So yeah, yeah. So, so we, Trader, Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's yeah. is better. It's not great, but it's better. Absolutely, and they do have they do have raw cheese. Because um, yeah, uh, I've gotten it there before and stuff like that, so so we're going to start making some of these changes um, okay. in your in your in your in your process. Because like I want you to I want you to have a protein fat pack breakfast. Okay. But, uh, uh, what say that again? You want me a, to have a, a a high fat protein pack breakfast. Okay. Okay. So it's not granola and yogurt anymore, you know, or, you okay. know, the papaya part is fine. So what it's probably going to be is, is uh, some, something like, you know, an omelet um, with a lot of butter in it. So you're going to get the eggs and the butter. Uh, you might end up, you know, if, if you know, we'll, we'll talk about doing the detox. You know, you'll, you might like just doing the shakes in the morning and adding protein powder in there. So, so we're going to make sure that every... Um, and, it, and, and, and I'll start you on this thought process now, is that every meal and every snack, I want you to think of P, F, and C as your mantra. P, F, and C? P, Peter, F, Frank, and C as in, as in Charles, yes. Okay. And, and what it stands for is protein, fat, 
and carbs. Okay. Okay. So every meal is going to have protein, fats, and carbs. Every snack is going to have protein, fats, and carbs. P and F are the priority, and C is the minority. And the carbs are going to be, you know, like papaya would be fine. An apple okay. would be fine, okay? What we don't want it to be is, which you're not eating much anymore, of is cake and cookies and candy and, <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. So the carbs, yeah. you know, we and actually we actually prioritize carbs, vegetables over fruit. So right. like a, a snack, a nice snack would be, say, some cut-up peppers or, say, pea pods, if you like those, snap peas with hummus. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So, because you've got the protein um, with the, the the beans, you got the fat with the beans, and of course, hummus is going to have additional fat to it, and then the carbs in this case is vegetables. So, so that's that's kind of how. And I have a little nice little handout for you, um, you know, for that too. So that's kind of what you, what you want to start thinking of. So, so things that I always have, like I always have hard boiled eggs done in my car in my uh, refrigerator. Um, so if I have, if I'm running, um, late or I need a quick snack, I'll just grab a hard boiled egg, you know, um, yeah. the nut butter. I mean, I, I have no, you know, like do nut butters on spoonful, you know, that, that helps satisfy a craving and gets going. Yeah. If you do dark chocolate, dark chocolate meaning 72% or more. Okay. Okay. Um, that's what you're going to shoot for is 72. So we're talking dark chocolate. We're not yeah, which is that. what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, there's, and then I, I have this, the dark chocolate with stevia. Is that okay? Um, that's fine, yeah, because there's just there's no sugar in the stevia. Yeah, so that's no, fine. No, this is actually, I just noticed, it's 50, it says dark chocolate, but it's 55. It's, it's with stevia, but it's 55%. It's not 72. Well, well that's okay because... The the reason you go the higher the dark the higher the cocoa percentage the less sugar. Ah, I see. So you're you're gonna get the benefits at fifty five with no sugar as you would with seventy two and no sugar. Okay, good. So I'm good with that. So like yeah, exactly. So I mean, one of my favorite snacks for me is uh, dark chocolate covered almonds. Yeah, those are good. I'll have those, or I'll have a nice, you know, chocolate bar, and I'll or dark chocolate, and I'll dip it, you know, or I'll take a spoonful of almonds and water and put that on there if I if I want to enhance it. You know, most I love chocolate enough to have it on its own. You know, that's right. the thing. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff we're going to start to, we're going to start to implement. So, so yeah, yogurt is fine, but it's going to be a full-fat, non-full-fat, yeah. okay. Greek type of yogurt without any flavorings in it, and then you can put some berries in it. Right. You can put a little honey in it or something like that, okay? Is it okay so, if I put, like, like today, what did I put? I added a little uh, xylitol and a little vanilla. Today. That's fine. If you can tell, okay. xylitol is a sugar alcohol, non-caloric, absolutely yeah. no problem at all. So okay. stevia is the same thing. People just don't like the, the aftertaste of stevia, so they don't. I don't mind it. I'm good yeah. with that. So, so then good. that's fine. So those types of things are absolutely A-OK. And keep in mind, there are healthy sugars in moderation. So maple syrup, um, uh, coconut sugar, which is basically made from the coconut plant, and then mm-hmm. even when we talk, get going deeper, you know, we'll teach you, you we'll teach you how to ferment your own vegetables, so oh, you can, okay. you, you know, it's easy, very simple to do. So you can make your own sauerkraut and have that as a side of, you know, a condiment. Um, there's a lot of neat things, you know. Nuts. We'll teach you how to take raw nuts and turn them into what we call um, crispy nuts. 
So you just mm-hmm. soak them and then you put them in the oven at a very low temperature and you dry them out. And now you have activated nuts where you won't have digestive issues with them. So there's lots oh. of different things we can do to get, you know, a lot of nutrition into your body. And I'll, you know, we'll, and in as much detail as you want to go into, I'll explain why it's better to have soap nuts than it is to have just plain runs, you know. Um, so you're not going to eat things like soy if that's in your diet, that's going out altogether. Uh, okay. Like it's an occasional edamame, you know, bean dish or something like that. So Once in so, a while we have edamame or, or tempeh, but not much at all. Yeah, tempeh is fine. If it's fermented, mm-hmm. it's fine. Anything fermented is fine. Edamame is fine, too, because it's the bean. It hasn't been processed. Tofu is Yeah, no, we toys. don't have tofu. Yeah, so that kind of stuff. So this is kind of, you know, it's fun stuff uh, when we get more deeper into how deep you want to get into it as far as uh, how to make things. And, you know, I can give you recipes and and uh, share websites that are really, really fantastic for kind of incorporating some of these things um, into, your, into your diet. So you'll have as much support and maybe more than you want, <laughs> you might eventually say, shut up, dude, enough, um, um, as far as that goes. Um, how are you now? Now, again, I don't know, and I don't want to, this, this is the other question, is I, I will often start aggressively with supplementation only because I want to get results quicker and then phase back. So um, some people just say, I don't want to do that at all. I don't want to take a lot, you know, I don't want to, I, I'm not a, you know, supplement taker or they call them pills or you, and you had mentioned medications. I don't know if you put supplements in that same category. No, no, I don't, I don't put supplements in the same. I have to tell you, I'm not, I do not like, um, well, as a very good charismatic leader, I, I just, I, it's, it's been such a pleasure to know that about me because I've always wanted to be linear and there's no, I'm not linear. I'm not somebody that, you know, I'm not disciplined. I can be for a short period, but I'm not in the long term. <laughs> Unless something it's really like, you know, okay, now this this is really paying off big and I'm going to stay with it. Um, I have no problem with supplements and I would, I would be thrilled to start strong to get results quickly. Okay. I would be very happy with that. Okay. Um, I, there was, I was, I got to tell you, I was, I told you about the Candida diet. I was taking around 35 or 40 pills a day. They were all, you know, good stuff for me, and uh, it was that was too much. But I did it for two months, you know. Well, good for you. And I, I, I cringe every time I hear about people going on these candies. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, yeah. stop it, people! It's common yeah, sense. I, it's common sense. Change well, the nature of the gut, and you don't have to put people on these crazy diets. But they don't. You know, they don't do. I don't know where I don't know where the the thought process has gone. You know, people just rely on supplements all the time. And I, I you know, I, it's, a, it's a big part of my thing because our lifestyles, the way we treat our bodies, the stress that we put ourselves under, we need it. You know, we need that support. Right. Yeah. You know, and and the more you can do individually, et cetera, on your own and change those lifestyles that need to be changed, the better off and the less you have to take. Um, but um, I want you, you know, I want this to kick in. I want you to feel good quick. I want this to be, you know, a, a, a good, um, you know, a good result for you. And, and so that you, um, you will be motivated and then we can follow it back and we can do a lot of this stuff, you know, with, uh, with diet and lifestyle changes, et cetera. Um, you will be, as far as I'm concerned, anybody in this day and age, people always ask me about, um, how long do I have to be on adrenal supplements? Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously the, the degree to which someone is on something depends on what's going on with their adrenals. But 
the answer to that question is when the biggest decision in your day is whether or not to have wine in your Corona, <laughs> then you don't have to have any adrenal supplementation anymore. <laughs> oh, and I'm happy with that. I'm happy yeah. with that. Yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm okay if I know that, you know, I'm very aware. Like, I have to tell you, every time that I talk, either with my sister or some of a couple of my close friends that know what I've been through the last five years, yeah. and whenever I say I feel overwhelmed or I'm tired, especially my sister is like, are you kidding? Like, no wonder. I mean, you just rebooted your whole life. You just reinvented everything. I let go of everything. I let go of my community, my home, my my neighborhood. I moved out in a place that is gorgeous, but it's super isolated. I'm working from home. Yeah. So, you know, most days, like yesterday and today, I didn't get out of the house, and I just see Stefan. Of course, I'm talking with people, and I love what I do. There's a lot of beautiful payoffs. But there's also been a lot of really intense changes that they have demanded a lot more of me. So if the you know adrenal support is going to help me, uh, yeah, I totally absolutely. welcome it. I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I mean I can what's been neat about you know I, I don't work with a ton of folks that are in the program, um, but I work with him. But of course I work with Margaret and Bethany and and um, and uh, Bev. Yeah. Um, you know, on a consistent basis, but it's 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 cool to be able to be in the same situation as a lot of these people that I'm working with now, because I understand what they're going through because I'm going through it. Yes. Also, and that allows me to relate at a deeper level with them. So I completely understand when what you just said about feeling isolated and working from home and talking to people but not getting out. And, you know, it's just Stefan. I don't even have a Stefan to talk to right now. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so, I mean, I get it all 100% completely, and I know the toll that it has to take. And, and I was telling Margaret um, one time, and actually I think they're having me do a class for the group on this, Yay, uh, awesome. on this, on this stuff. Yeah, I was excited about that. Because when I was going through it, um, I realized that, wow, a lot of this overwhelm and a lot of this, like, you know, fear that these, these folks, and I'm reading these I'm reading these posts and everything, and I'm going, you know, all these, and it's a bunch of powerful women that, I, that, that we described earlier, right, that are, that are just overpowering their emotions or their physicality with their emotions and going through this and doing all that, that a lot of the struggles that they're having with bringing this into their lives and feeling overwhelmed and having this this process is because of the adrenals. Mm, that makes so much sense. Right. Yeah. And if you had healthier adrenals dealing with this stuff, you'd be more able to tackle some of the stuff and not just feel as overwhelmed. It's not the be-all and end-all, but it really right. will make a difference in how somebody can go forward and react and maybe not go into an overwhelmed thing and then end up as a isolator if they're a charismatic leader, you know, um, because that's their tendency and they much so that's so, you know, it's pretty it's pretty cool to be in that position. Yeah. To actually to actually understand now and say, Hey, hey, this is what's going on and and whatnot. So anyway, that was just an aside. So No, but it is important to you know, to have a clue because you you know, you know that there's a lot of people that have no idea what we're doing, really. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And they don't even know. I mean, they're in the, you, you got it. I mean, sure. And they're in this program and then it's like, you know, it's like, 
that's just exactly that's why it was kind of funny, you know. I mean, I loved it because the, the, the class you had on Monday, and I'm going, of course, you know, you find the people that don't know they have a problem, and that's a lot of the, the people that are in this program. They don't know they have a problem, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. and, that, and that's thirty percent, and and a lot of them know they have them, but they don't know where to go, and they don't even know that this is type of option. Listen, I can sit out and spit in the in the in the in the mail, and I can get a test done, and I can tell where my adrenals are going to be, and I can take some dietary changes and some supplements to change my lifestyle, and this is going to help me. They just don't know it. So that was very uh, that was a great um, um, talk because it like it really it really hit home for me. Yeah. Like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that that makes it. I'm, it's never been presented to that you know uh, to me in that, in that way, way before. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, so let me I kept you much longer than uh than uh if you probably have stuff to do. So, let um let me let you absorb what we've talked about, okay? Yeah. Um I'm going to send you a couple simple handouts um over the mail just like talking about the protein, fat and carb and and, and just a couple of things. And then we'll just um when your test results come back, uh, which um, I'll give them a call. So probably early next, well, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. You know, you said you're busy tomorrow. But even I have no issue talking over the weekend too. So that's okay. not a problem for me. So our next conversation, we'll go over the, the test results in detail, explain as much as you want to know about what those tests are telling us, and then get you going on on a um, on a program at that point. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. I'm 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 busy because I have well I have sessions and then I have to pick up my daughter. But on Saturday I'm going to have a lot more flexibility because she's in a okay. tournament. So. Okay. Yeah. I'll try to get. I'll see what the results are. If I can get them um, by tomorrow, then definitely we can plan on talking again on Saturday, and um, you know get it going in the right direction for you. Um, and again, and for now I should talk. What? So tell me. Yeah, I should focus on having protein, fat, and then... Right, so for, exactly. So for right now, I want you to focus on, you know, you've done it. Get rid of the gluten. Don't even worry about the sugar, because I've got a magic supplement that's going to take away your sugar cravings. Okay? Really? Promise, guaranteed. 95% of the people. I know you say it's a little bit of an emotional thing for you, but I think it's, it, there's also the adrenal connection there. Um, and it, it works fantastically well, and usually it takes a week to get rid of those cravings. So, so that's going to be definitely on your agenda there. But um, so, you know, the few changes that we talked about. So protein, fats, and carbs, you're going to eat frequently throughout the day. And, again, it doesn't have to be a ton of things. It doesn't have to be a big meal, okay? So every, you would say two to three hours? Every two to three hours, whether or not you're hungry. So um, that were, were your bulletproof bar, that's where okay. that becomes in handy. So you get up. And you have your breakfast. The yogurt part's fine. I just want you to throw an egg with that. You know, I want you to have an okay. uh, egg or a, a two-egg omelet, um, a veggie omelet. And trust me, I've got all kinds of ways of you being prepared so that you don't have to, like, every day, you know, chop up vegetables and everything. So we'll get that all covered for you. Um, so you have that. So then, um, or you can have uh, your yogurt with some blueberries or raspberries thrown in there as a snack, say, mid-morning. Okay. You know, lunch, lunch would be simply like a salad with some protein thrown on it, an avocado okay. uh, thrown on there from extra fat. You can take some beans. Um, some chickpeas are fantastic because chickpeas are the only 
food that actually has serotonin in them. Really? So can, yeah. So you can actually increase your serotonin levels by just eating chickpeas. So, hmm. but that adds protein and that type of thing. Okay. Um, yeah. um, you could have a uh, half of a um, bulletproof bar. The I haven't looked at them in a while. I'm assuming they're higher protein. We'd have to often double check that. I can you know. tell you. I can tell you because I have one around here. Okay. Um, but you would recommend that I have not one but a half. Well, it, no, one one is fine. But people yeah. will say I don't. I'm not hungry, so I don't want to eat. That. That's what I'm, the point is. It doesn't take much in between the meals to actually balance the blood sugar. Right. Okay. And the whole objective is a small meal every couple of hours is so that your adrenals do not have to work to balance your blood sugar. We're going to do okay. that. And then the adrenals can focus in on what the adrenals have to do for you, which we really haven't even talked about yet. And we can talk, you know, we'll talk about that in more detail. So we want to de-stress those adrenals as much as possible. So it's like, let's not give them a chore that they shouldn't have to do. So it has 11 grams of protein and 15 of fat. Is that okay? No, that's wonderful. That's that's absolutely okay. So okay. that's that's a great bar. I know they're expensive, though. That's the only problem. Well, I have a bunch because as we were leaving, since I was a sponsor and they were too, they came, they gave me a whole box. Oh, so, perfect. There so you, I, go. you know, I'm going to eat them as long as I have them, and then <laughs> I have to switch to something else. <laughs> well, there's, there's plenty of other choices, so we'll fix you up on yeah. that. So yeah. this dinner, dinner would be, um, you know, say a piece of wild salmon, not farm, but only wild right. salmon, okay? Yeah. And then, then your asparagus, um, you know, maybe another small vegetable and a side salad or the asparagus with a side salad. You could okay. actually dinner. And then something, you know, before you go to bed, uh, so within an hour of you going to bed, something light. So, again, it could be half a protein bar. It could be uh, apple with a lot of almond butter on it. It could be okay. some hummus with vegetables. So we just want those, you know, those those small increments so that we're balancing blood sugar. You also want to yeah. make sure you get yeah. what you, you want to eat within a half an hour, no more than an hour of waking up. Oh, Okay, so we don't want to like, okay, I'm up at 7 and I have breakfast at 10. No. If you're up at 7, you want to have breakfast before 8. Okay. 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 So and, I'm gonna, uh, I feel like I'm going to like balloon. This feels like a lot of food. It's good. It really is really good. It actually, you know what, just talking about it, it makes me full and kind of satiated instead of like scared that I'm not going to eat enough. So that's a good and, thing. Well, and that's it. And, and what we're eating and we're going to focus on is a lot of fat, which is, which, yeah. is, which does not make us fat, and protein, which does not make us fat. It's those silly now, damn carbohydrates that make us fat. So talk to me a little bit about protein. I tend to, let me tell you what I have. Stefan loves chicken. He's going to start, you know, cooking and put laying eggs soon. But um, I tend to get organic, organic chicken, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hormone-free and the whole thing. And then uh, I usually marinate it in, like, Olive oil, lemon juice, garlic, and salt. Sure. And then I, we grill it. Is that yeah. so? Olive oil is good, right? Olive oil, yes. Olive oil is. Uh, the, the, here, here's my acronym for oil and okay. fat. Okay. So all you have to remember from this point on is bacon. Okay. Okay. B and it, and and then I don't have to say organic because it's just all fats. All fats should be organic. 
Okay. Okay, because fats store toxins. And so if you're not getting organic butter and you're not getting organic olive oil, you're getting toxins that are involved. Oh, in not, see, the butter I get organic, but the olive oil I don't. I didn't yeah. know that. And okay. olive oil, you know, that's the only thing that's not as important, but that that's still, if you, like over at Trader Joe's, they have great, you know, they have, you know, for six bucks, they have the small bottles of olive oil. And you should always buy your olive oil in small bottles. Oh, really? You know, okay. Yeah. Um, or if you buy them in a big bottle, um, or a container you want to take out what you're using for the next week into a small bottle and leave that out on the counter and then put the rest in the refrigerator. So oh. all your all your fats should be stored in the refrigerator. Okay. Um, because they'll go uh, they'll go rancid uh, if they're not used in a proper amount of time. Okay. Okay. So bacon. B is for butter. Okay. Grass fed if you can. Um, and Organic Valley has grass-fed. Carry brand is also, they have a, they have a grass-fed one. Um, a is avocado. And I okay. would really encourage Give me one second. You. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let, uh, I'm writing these down one second. Okay. Okay, Carry brand. Oh, yeah, no, this is, this is very important. Uh, organic. Uh, yes. Now, Carry brand is not going to come organic, but, you know, again, you make the best, you know, that's coming yeah. from Ireland and they don't treat the animals the same way. You know, if it's grass-fed, right. if it's grass-fed, it's organic, you know, it, it's basically right. organic. All right. So Good. avocado butter, avocado does not, or avocado does not have to be organic. Oh, good, because we used to, we, oh, no, the ones that we usually have are, are organic, yeah. Okay, so you don't, organic. you don't have to get those organic. They're not one of those right. foods. If you have it. I mean, I'll explain all this. There's, a, there's an organic hierarchy because people are always asking me about what to spend the money on. Right, there's certain things that need to be organic and there's certain things that are not as important, right? Yeah, that's right. The, the, yeah, if you go to EWG, EWG.org, that's the Environmental mm-hmm. Working Group, they have uh-huh. a list of their dirty dozen and the clean 15. Uh-huh. So you always eat, like strawberries, always, always organic. Yeah. Don't even eat them if they're not, okay? Uh, Cold-weather vegetables don't have to be organic. So broccoli and cauliflower and asparagus, they tend not to need pesticides and herbicides because none of that stuff is growing when they're growing. It's early right. crop food, right? Other things, you know, need to be organic. So that gives you a list, and you can actually print out a card um, oh, and actually cool. add it with you as far as that goes. So, so um, avocado. C is coconut oil. Oh, okay. Okay. Which I have, um, yes. Right, wonderful. So B-A-C-O is your olive oil. Okay. Is okay. It, tell me something. The coconut oil, is that important that it's organic? Um, preferably, and most of it, most of it is. Most of it is. Okay. Um, it's just because they don't, you know, they don't. Dictate. And you want, um, you know, you want, uh, um, a, you know, like virgin. You don't want um, highly refined oil, coconut yeah. oil. So, like, you want the one that's going to still be hard at below 75 degrees on the counter. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, A, C, O, and N is nuts and seeds, like raw organic nuts and seeds. Okay. Okay. And then, of course, of course, if you can find it, you know, I like to say bacon, too, works, because I love bacon. And um, you can find, you know, you can find the organic... Uh, Nitrate-free bacon, um, oh, even, yeah. at, even at Trader Joe's. So, so that's your oils or your fats and your oils. 
anything that's other, you know, so, yeah, so um, I have to lose olive oil as a finishing oil. Right. Right, so I don't ever cook with it. So it's okay. never, on, not, never on high heat. And um, and I'll just, as I'm taking it off the heat, that's when I'll put the olive oil into the uh, into the uh, mix. If you want to cook with olive oil, you do 50-50 butter and olive oil mm. or coconut oil. Now, coconut oil doesn't always work in olive oil dishes because it distinctly has a different flavor. Right. Um, you may not want coconut in your uh, broccoli uh, flavor, but um, uh, if you use butter with your olive oil, that'll bring up a smoking point so that you don't get that uh, rancid oil Right. Uh, from cooking it at too high of a temperature. Um, but that's, that's kind of high. So if it's any other vegetable oil, I just recommend you stay away from it. So corn, cottonseed, and canola, sunflower, safflower, soy oil, avoid all that. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, yeah. We don't do it. Yeah. Well, once in a while we have canola, but canola is pretty bad, isn't it? Canola is, well, if you're going to get it, you want to get it cold-pressed and organic. Okay. Because if it's not, then it's genetically modified. Okay. And you don't want yeah. G- GMO crap in your body. Right, right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Wow, good. This is good. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. So I, I think I'll be, I think I'm be good. I, if anything comes up, I'll ask you. I'll, I'll, That's you know, good. text you. Text, text, email, shoot us. You know, I, you know, if I'm around, I'll answer the phone. A lot of times people will call me while they're in the supermarket. (laughs) Should I get this? Or they send me, Bethany's a riot, they'll send me pictures of things. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because it's, yeah. So it's about education. If you think about it, it's really about uh, being educated, right? Absolutely. And that's why I say I'm on call for you whenever you need me. So never hesitate. It's never, never a problem. Even if it's a small little quick question. Don't worry about it. Just ask it. And if I'm available, I'll answer it. That's not a problem. Thank you. Okay. So, so like I said, you'll have more support than you may want. That's that. No, <laughs> don't worry about support. No, no. I actually, I believe me, I, I think I need it especially to just at least to feel accompanied that, you know, what I'm doing, it's it's okay. And I can yeah. just, you know, just yeah. rely on your expertise and feel like, okay, you know, I'm doing this right. Yeah. So the big thing is actually eating more often smaller meals but having always the PFC. Yep. And um and doing choosing really healthy, really good stuff. Yes, yeah. and we'll and we'll work on that. We'll work on that as we uh progress. So don't don't I think you eat pretty well to begin with, so it's not gonna be as it's not an abrupt change for you. Okay. You know? And and then and then a gluten, no gluten, so try to stay off of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. pay off the gluten. Now, how do, how do you feel about, like, all the, you know, rice, pasta, or stuff like that? I mean, yeah. once in a while, I'm guessing, but not as a main thing. Right, right? once in a while is uh, is, is okay. Um, mm-hmm. You definitely want to get any of that gluten-free stuff, um, especially if it's corn, pasta, you want to get that organic. Oh, right, yes. Absolutely. Because it's going to be genetically modified corn if, if you don't. So yeah. if it's once in a while, it's no big deal. Um, I'm a big fan of lentils. I think you know, mm. like to cook those and quinoa. I really like quinoa. Yeah. So, so the other day I, I made a coconut uh, coconut uh, curry quinoa to go with my. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, and I, I I took a uh, I took a dish out of uh, your home country. I made uh, chimney. I think it's from your guys. Chimichurri sauce. Oh, chimichurri! Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. So I made uh, I made that. I, I made some tri-tip tacos. Thrilled. Nice. Coffee coffee rub tri-tip tacos with uh, with the chimichurri sauce really. and then homemade pickled onions. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's good stuff. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds really good. Yeah, That's and I made great. a great I made a great kale and and uh, shaved broccoli, a shaved Brussels sprout salad. It was really. Really good. It was like uh, fantastic, and wow, you know, had some bacon in it, cheese. And, oh, it's really good. Oh, you're yawning. <laughs> you're getting hungry. So, you got to go eat. Um, one, one quick question. With protein, is any meat okay as long as it's like you know organic, grass-fed kind of thing, or is it better to stay yes. away from? Yeah. No, anything's okay. No wild, no, no farm-raised fish at all. Don't right. even eat okay. it. Um, I know it's if you can, then you're gonna you get the uh, grass-fed. Um, beef, right? Um, if you can get that, I know it's it's hard to find. You know, I mean, you can get organic chicken. You you won't find free range organic chicken anywhere unless you have a farmer that's doing it and you're going there. So really? the uh, yeah, huh. so the so the uh, organic chicken that you're getting at Trader Joe's is fine. Just it's it, it's fed corn and soy. It does. Yeah, it's just because it's it's very expensive to. Uh, to 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 uh, maintain um, far, uh, free range chickens, um, oh. and it's kind of a misnomer in its name because uh, as long as there's a door that the chicken can go in and out of, they can call it a free range chicken. Wow! But, but if you don't train that chicken at an early age to go out the door, it will never go out the door, even if the barn is burning. Wow! Really. Stupid animals, yeah. <laughs> so, wow. so it's a mis- misnomer. So you do the best you can. So obviously, going to Trader Joe's and getting the organic Coleman or, or Coleman Beats is another big brand that's out there. Um, so you 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 grab that if you can find a local farmer, which may not be too hard in the Northampton Amherst area. You might that's true. Hunt, you might be able to hunt that up. But let me tell you, it's expensive. Oh God, it's super expensive. Yes. But if don't go to a farm, if you if you want to buy a chicken off the farm, it's usually five six dollars a pound. So you're usually paying thirty five to forty dollars for a chicken. Yeah, no, forget it. That's why. Yeah, it's like you know, and Stephen only would eat the side. So you know, it's like I yeah. really just, it's not the best, I guess. But it's no, but five, it's the best. Right, it's the best you can do. Right. 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 Um, so you could go through Wellness Meats, and, and that's another website where you could get some of this stuff shipped to you. You know, they're all grass-fed stuff. So hmm. that's so that's where you can, you know, that's where you go with the chicken. Uh, bison, which is another red meat substitute, is yeah. uh, all, always free-range and always grass-fed because they just don't, you know, they don't treat them any other way. So that's always a safe bet. Um, and then, um, you know, there's different, you know, if you do, like, I do like to have cold cuts on hand just because it can be easy. I can throw them into a salad once in a while. So there's you different can have, levels. What, what can you have? Cold what? cuts. Oh, cold, cold cuts. cuts. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's different levels of that, too. So, you know, obviously there's, I like. Have the, I have the, um, the Applegate one. Yeah. Right. So Applegate has organics and Applegate has nitrate-free. And then even yeah. the other companies have it too now, so you can go and get the other that have nitrate free. They're not as good. So now you, you know, so there's different layers of that too. So you just make the best choice. Eggs should always be organic. Yeah. Okay, always organic yeah. for the eggs. And and if you can, just find them at a local farmer near you. Just go and. Well, take. that's what we have. We have like down the street. That's where I always get them. 
Yeah. Um, and they're awesome. The one thing is that I I don't think they're free range, but I guess it's better than to get them. I don't know. What do you think? Because that's what yeah. we get. Yeah. No, no, no. It's absolutely better to get it from a local guy because yeah. even if they're not, they're they're kept in a chicken coop, which is yeah. you know there, and they're able to scratch and do their thing. So absolutely. Um, okay. Yeah, if they, you yeah. Know, just go there and grab them. And like I said, I always have some hard-boiled eggs waiting for me. And I always have a big salad made up in advance, too, so I can come home. And I always have, like, a chicken breast or a turkey breast or something like that cooked so that I can just right. cut it and throw it on there. And, you know, so, you know, lots of easy things to do. So that if you're running later, you need something to go. Um, it's already there. You have it ready. Perfect. Right. Okay. Wow, so whew, I think that it got a lot. <laughs> like I yeah. said, as much as much as you want. So no, um, no, that's totally awesome. So if anything, if I have any questions, like I said, I'm gonna I'll contact you. Um, I think I'm good to go. I have to tell you, this is one thing. When you said, "Don't worry about the, don't worry about the sugar." I still have like a, a bite, you know, a, a piece left of my of my chocolate mousse cake for my birthday, and I'm like, maybe I should finish it. But I think finish I'm gonna put it in the. F- what I should have. Finish it off. Finish it. You're <laughs> Get starting. It over with. You're starting a new journey. Don't have that temptation in there. Yeah, yeah. I either need yeah, to finish go. it off or put yeah. it in the freezer. Yeah, but That's if it's in the freezer, it's a temptation. Yeah, you're right. You're right, because you can make chocolate. You can take chocolate cake with no, with no. That's flour. true. That's very true. I have, I have actually, I'm very good at baking. Like I make these. See, I'm a baker. I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily a master of a cook, but I love baking and I love baking with my daughter. So I make these cookies that are sampling cookies. So yeah. this is how I make them. I put. Um, I have to replace the canola oil, but so if it would, it would be, it's um, like almond, almond meal. And mm-hmm. some some raw nuts like you know cashews or almonds or you know but usually or walnuts that I I use raw and then I mix that with um oh oats like gluten free oats and mm-hmm. then in the cuisine that we put that with maple syrup and some oil which now I'm going to use coconut I was using canola and maple syrup and oil and some cinnamon and um, and vanilla, no, it's just cinnamon. And then we just put uh, a little bit of a double of like, uh, you know, that those fruit spreads that are mm-hmm. that don't mm-hmm. have added sugar. Those are really yummy. I know that. Now, what happens when you have the raw nuts and all that raw good stuff and you cook it? Is that a problem? Well, when you cook it, it 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 um it does denature it a little bit. Yeah, so you don't get the you know you don't get the full benefit if it's cooked. Um, right. So it all depends on how it's how it's processed, how it's cooked, at what temperature, etc. Um, right. That's why there's, uh, you know. So yeah, I mean, listen, you you do the best you can, and that's obviously a lot uh, better than a lot of the stuff that's on the market, anyways. And then if you want to get it, you can start to explore and start making all these dishes raw. Believe oh. it or not, you know, you can start, you, you know. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot. I make it. I make a coconut. Oil, I make a coconut oil chocolate. Coconut oil, chocolate. Yeah, I mean, that it's sounds simple. good. Yeah, it's it's, it's like you know, I it, it's fifty, it's the fifty-fifty blend of coconut oil and cacao powder, and I use a bulletproof cacao powder. Um, I actually have the bullet. I have a lot of bulletproof stuff, so I use a lot of his stuff. And then I, I put in some cacao butter from Bulletproof, 
and then a little bit of sweetener. So I'll use a little bit of maple syrup or something like that, and that's kind of the base. And then I put it in ice cube trays, and then I'll put sea salt in some of them. I'll put coconut in some of them. I'll put uh, I'll put uh, dried cranberries mm-hmm. in some of them. I'll put an almond in some of them. So I have a bunch of different flavors, and wow. I keep them in the refrigerator. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and I keep them in the refrigerator. Well, having the coconut butter uh, keeps it together a little better. And then it's right. like you just pop one in your mouth. So coconut oil is fantastic. The more you can get into it, you can use it on your skin yes, when you get out of the true. shower, um, for cooking, all kinds of good stuff. So, yeah, so there's yeah. all kinds of ways of cooking these things now. We'll call it raw, you know, where you don't have to, uh, where you don't have to heat any of this stuff up. So. so let me tell you one quick thing is that, well, when there was one point where I did, I don't know if you ever heard of J.J. Birgen. So one, one of those like, diet things that I, I got out of, because she's, she's based also on like sensitivities. So yeah. I had to get off these like seven things that I couldn't touch. You know, no dairy, no eggs, no nuts, no, you know, a bunch of stuff. Right. And it was very, very heavy on coconut, mm-hmm. you know, coconut oil and coconut yogurt and coconut butter and co- everything. And, and then I was having stevia quite a bit. And I, my belly went like crazy. And when I, I went to this guy and he said, well, you have a, you know, you have almost like a, no, not an allergy, but a sensitivity to coconut and stevia. Did you get and tested? Nope. That's, well, he did muscle testing. Okay. Um, now, now when I have coconut or stevia, I'm okay. But my gut is not very happy and healthy as it is. So... I want to take that with a grain of salt. I don't know. I'm just going to check with you. Yeah, well, um, yes, I mean, believe me, working on your gut is, is, is part of the plan. Um, yeah. But um, what she did in that is she eliminated the top allergens, so so dairy and wheat and eggs. Uh, she probably took out um, maybe strawberries or tomatoes yeah. and the other nightshades. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, and, and nuts because uh, people have yeah. a lot of trouble digesting this. So that just basically takes the stress off the system. Now, she, it sounds like she just went over, um, you know, overindulged in the coconut products, yeah. um, which can be a problem. If you have a, you can have two types of reactions to food. You can have an all-out allergy to food, which produces, um, you know, uh, an antibody, which is an attack to that food from the immune system, or you can have a, an inflammatory process, and they're two different tests, and they can be different results. So you can have an inflammatory process to coconut, but not have an allergy to coconut, or vice versa. Okay. Okay. So there's two different tests the way you do that. But if you have a leaky gut, and you inundate the body with a lot of one particular um, food, you can cause the body to be reactive to that because now the body is leaky. These proteins are getting into the system, and now the immune system, which is already active and on alert because of the leaky gut situation, is going to focus its attention on the coconut that's in the system because all the other stuff has been removed. And then you can create a reaction, if you will, to it, a sensitivity to it. Now, also, stevia can cause problems digestively for some people at higher doses, depending on what's going on. So... So it all depends on, you know, the big picture. So I can see how that could give someone digestive issues. Mm-hmm. Coconut is more considered to be a fat, and fats tend not to be problematic for the most part because it's proteins that the body reacts to, not fat. Right. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. and muscle testing, so. muscle testing is, I mean, I love muscle testing. I want to get into it more myself. The only, the, the, for me, the somewhat of the limit on the muscle testing is food allergies. Oh, really? Yeah, to a degree. I mean, it can pick up, you know, it can pick up on certain things I would, you know, it, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a, when I go about looking at food sensitivities or food allergies, I'm just going to go right to the blood. There's no guessing. I can, we can look at it. We're going to have the results. And then we know. We don't have to play this elimination game and try this and wait three days and put that in. And, oh, maybe it is this. Is it the amount? We just know. You know, we know. Right. For, for, for me, uh, unfortunately, um, things like, um, like um, uh, strawberries are high on my um, inflammatory list. Huh. You know, of all things, you know, avocado is reasonably inflammatory towards me. And I was having avocado every day, you know. Huh. And it just didn't work and working. And just, the, yeah. other, the, the last thing is that there's this guy over here that just bought, um, he's he's also like an alternative practitioner. He's the one that put me on the candida diet. And he just got something that you put in your hand and it has all these metal pieces. And supposedly through... I guess energetically or, or like this some sort of electronic thing. It say, it tells you through a computer what not. It just tells you like what foods you react to. It tells you like how aligned your back is. I mean, okay. what? Yeah, that's the uh, that's the Zyto. Yes, yes. yes so yes, is that vulgar uh, or what? No, I have a Zyto. Oh, you do? Okay, okay. I do. <laughs> I don't have the one. I don't have the program that allows you to test for the food sensitivities and the food allergy, you know, in that, in that context. But I have the one that, uh, that's the minor one. It's the, it's the introductory level one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he so must he use, does... so that guy must use, uh, well, he must use, does he use standard process? He uses what, I'm sorry? The, uh, the supplements from standard process? No, he uses them from uh, M list. It's M um, apostrophe oh. L-I-S. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and he, yeah, and he has, but he's, he's the one that put me on the candida, and, yeah, and this, this, but and I was curious, and I thought, you know what, I mean, he was having an introductory thing with his new toy, and I thought, well, this is worth checking, I wonder, what do you think? Yeah, no, the Zyto's a pretty cool thing, I've introduced a lot of docs to, the, to that, and I do, you know, when I get my own practice going, um, yeah. and I'm seeing patients in, in-house, um, the um, Zyto will be part of my normal screening process. Awesome. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. yeah. And that is happening. It's, ha- it's happening soon. I think that within, really within this year, it's, that is happening. Isn't well, that's, it? my, that's my goal for sure. That's, that's, the, that's the deadline I had put on myself earlier yeah. this year. It's by the end of the year, definitely. And, and so, yeah. Um, yeah, you better believe it. Yes, I better believe it. And I have yeah. some people. That, oh, did Dev contact you? Uh, someone, yes, I got a text I haven't responded to. Oh, respond to her. She's amazing. And you really want to, want to be able to help her. Don't, okay, don't, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, got, said, I just hadn't had a chance to respond because I was at the court date and then I was driving home and I was talking to somebody else. Oh, so did, did she contact you recently? Yeah, she sent me a text uh, earlier today. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I thought that it was a, yeah, no, she, she's an amazing, she's one of my dessert clients. I've been working with her for I don't know two years or so, and she's a beautiful, beautiful person. Wonderful. Beautiful. Yeah. Wow, so, see, cool. there you go. That's my first referral of many. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna fill out your practice. You actually help me. I'm gonna fill out your practice. No problem. Uh, you had said that earlier, so the pressure is on. Ah, no pressure. There's no pressure. Well, it's what, it's no, what I do. Yeah, it's what you do, and you do it well. So there you go. Okay. All right. Thank wonderful. you so much. Okay. Thank you. Okay. No, right. thank you. Wonderful. Thanks. Have a great evening. You well, and you too. We'll talk soon about the rest of the stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Let me know when you have the results. Will do. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.